0: December 6th, Second John verses 1-13. through 13. This letter is from John the Elder. It is written to the chosen lady and to her children, whom I love in the truth, as does everyone else who knows God's truth, the truth that lives in us and will be in our hearts forever. May grace, mercy, and peace, which come from God our Father and from Jesus Christ His Son, be with us who live in truth and love. How happy I was to meet some of your children and find them living in the truth, just as we have been commanded by the Father. And now I want to urge you, dear lady, that we should love one another. This is not a new commandment, but one we had from the beginning. Love means doing what God has commanded us. And he has commanded us to love one another, just as you heard from the beginning. Many deceivers have gone out into the world. They do not believe that Jesus Christ came to earth in a real body. Such a person is a deceiver and an antichrist. Watch out so that you do not lose the prize for which we have been working so hard. Be diligent so that you will receive your full reward. For if you wander beyond the teaching of Christ, you will not have fellowship with God. But if you continue in the teaching of Christ, you will have fellowship with both the Father and the Son. If someone comes to your meeting and does not teach the truth about Christ, don't invite him into your house or encourage him in any way. Anyone who encourages him becomes a partner in his evil work. Well, I have much more to say to you, but I don't want to say it in a letter, for I hope to visit you soon and to talk with you face-to-face. Then our joy will be complete. Greetings from the children of your sister, chosen by God.
1: This week's Bible Meditation, 2 Corinthians chapter 10 four and five for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Imagine that I came into town and I was the new pastor and you told me that there's a man who hasn't been in church for five years and that he was over there living in a neighborhood and I needed to go visit him because he was a member of the church and full of sin. So I go over and knock on his door and he invites me in and I say, brother uh, or sir, you haven't been in church for five years. And this is what he says, he says, you're right, pastor, I just love to play soccer, play football, do other things on Sunday, but but you're right, I need to go back to church. You're right. I need to do that. And then I say to him, and I hear you've been getting drunk and running around in different taverns. And he says, you know, Pastor, you're right. I love to get drunk and I love taverns, but you're right. I need to stop doing that and I need to come to church. And then I say to him, and and I understand that you have not been faithful to your wife. He goes, you know what, Pastor, I mean, I I just can't help myself. I love other women, but you're right. I need to stop it. I need to do the right thing, and I need to come back to church. And so on Sunday, he comes back to church, and all of you say, oh, praise the Lord. A sheep has come home. No, he hasn't. A goat just entered the building. Because you know what he's saying? This is what he's saying. He's saying, and young person, listen to me, this may be you. What he is saying is this. I need to stop doing all the sinful things that I love with all my heart and start doing all the righteous, godly things that I hate and that bore me in order to save my soul. That's not Christianity. He is not a new creature. All we've done is put a wolf in the cage so he can't continue to act like a wolf, but he's still a wolf. Let me ask you honestly, young person, do you really love this? Just admit it. Do you love this world more than Christ? You say, well, don't judge me. You don't know what's in my heart. I don't have to know what's in your heart. I can just look at your life. Is your life given to the things of this world? to its so-called beauty and sensuality and entertainment and all these things so that the Scriptures mean nothing to you. Fellowship with Christ and prayer mean nothing to you. Seeking out other believers in the local church to grow in godliness means nothing to you. You just come to church on Sunday. If that is you, be afraid, repent of your sins, turn to Christ, call out to Him until you know He has saved you and you know He has changed you and that he continues changing you. Now, I know that I have said a lot of things, and I know that I have been very hard. But I know my culture. And I know what it does. And I know human nature. And I know what the Bible teaches about salvation. And everything that I've said, I've said because I love you. Remember how I began this message, there are people in this room who will be glorified saints in heaven, and there are people in this room who will be monsters in hell. What will you do? Will you repent? Will you believe? in Christ. Let's pray. Psalm
0: 125 verses 1 through 5. A song for the ascent to Jerusalem. Those who trust in the Lord are as secure as Mount Zion. They will not be defeated but will endure forever. Just as the mountains surround and protect Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds and protects his people both now and forever. The wicked will not rule the godly, for then the godly might be forced to do wrong. O Lord, do good to those who are good, whose hearts are in tune with you, but banish those who turn to crooked ways, O Lord. Take them away with those who do evil, and let Israel have quietness and peace." Proverbs chapter 29, verses 9 through 11. If a wise person takes a fool to court, there will be ranting and ridicule, but no satisfaction. The bloodthirsty hate the honest, but the upright seek out the honest. A fool gives full vent to anger, but a wise person quietly holds it back.